Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 97 of the show, recorded on January 23rd, 2022, at exactly 5.11 a.m., about a day before this goes out. Figured I'd record it bright and early while I'm still up. No, I actually didn't stay up all night. I know that's kind of the impression because I'm recording at 5 a.m., but believe it or not, I just went to bed early and then got up early. Crazy how that shit works, right? Crazy that if you actually like go to bed at an early time, you usually wake up at an early time. And you can just get shit done because nobody else on earth be waking up at 5 a.m. I mean, maybe you're one of those motherfuckers. Sound off, actually. Are you a 5 a.m. gang? And I don't mean like, I just stay up till 5 a.m. Do you hard ass wake up every day at 5 a.m.? If that's you, let me know because you're a baller. Anyway, we got some stuff to talk about on A on Anchor, including football. Yeah. Sports people, you know, you know how sports Aiden be coming out every January and February. Well, it's that time of year. I'm going to talk about football and why my team fucking blew it and lost. Yes, that that's a real thing. I'm also going to talk about my new EP that I released on Bandcamp called The Battle of Naboo. Hell yeah, pretty based. And then finally, I mentioned last episode, I was going to give you a little bit of a recap once we finished MCU phase one. And uh, finally did that. Me and Zach sat down, watched Captain America, the first Avenger, and, well, the Avengers. So, crazy how both of them have Avenger in the title. They knew what they were doing, Marvel. I'm on to ya. Welcome to Aiden on Anchor, everybody. Let's get started first, though, with a topic that everybody is most likely to skip. You'll be like, wow, I come to Aiden on Anchor to hear him talk about his life, and he just spends all the time talking about football. Well, guess what? Football is my life, baby. I'm a sports fanatic, baby. Basketball, love that shit. Soccer, hockey, crochet, fucking all of it, baby. All of it. I do. I, I, I play all the sports. He's a very active kid. Okay, I'm lying. I'm just mainly a fan of football. I don't know why I'm a fan of football, to be honest. I think it's just because I'm a stats nerd a little bit. Like, if you've ever wondered... Aiden, why why do you why did you start the monthly battle league, uh, so many times over and over again? It's because I love stats, I love matchups, I love team building, you know. So imagine like all of that with Pokemon and cool logos, but it was like in real life, and, and instead of Pokemon, it was grown men in their thirties who get paid like a million dollars every year to run around and throw a ball in the air. Crazy world we live in. Sometimes fact is stranger than fiction, I suppose. But uh, I want to briefly tell you about one of my teams, uh, the Tennessee Titans. You know, I'm a Tennessee native, if you will. Uh, And the Titans, over the years, you know, they're a newer franchise. But over the years, they've never won the big game, the Super Bowl, right? That's what every team wants to get to the Super Bowl. Win it. Get the Lombardi Trophy. You're the best in the league. You're the best in football. The bragging rights are huge. So, Tennessee Titans... You know, kind of got formed around in the late 90s. And then 99 season, they're a wild card team. They go all the way to the Super Bowl, and then they lose. Okay, and then the next couple of years, you know, they try to get back, but they don't quite do it. Then that whole team pretty much breaks apart. Like, all the best players leave. Nobody's there. And pretty much the whole, like, 2000s, I'd say from, like, 2004, 
basically to like 2019 is essentially like a waste. Like there are a couple of good seasons in there, like 2008, nine. That was a pretty good one. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of bad teams, a lot of a lot of shitty players, a lot of bad records. No, no form of success. We we have not gotten back to a Super Bowl yet. And then 2019, something magical happens. Out of nowhere, all the pieces start to come together. We get a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. There's a running back named Derrick Henry who's called the King, bro, because he's so good at running the ball. We're starting to get players, AJ Brown. You know, catching balls and shit. The defense is starting to come together. And it all happens in this magical wild card run where we beat not only the Patriots, but then we go into Baltimore and beat them. And we get all the way to the AFC Championship, the game right before the Super Bowl, and we lose again. But you know what? Nobody was expecting it. It was kind of a fluke, right? So to have wanted anything big and aspirational doesn't make sense, right? This all kind of just came out of nowhere, spur of the moment. But now, right, now that we know that they're a good team, the next couple of years are going to be pretty hype, right? Geez, if they could get all the way to the AFC Championship with a couple of players, imagine how much better they'll be now that they have time to improve and get new players and draft and all that sort of stuff. So 2020 rolls around. Pretty good year. Not as good as the last year, but a pretty good year. They get into the playoffs again. And they're eliminated. First round. <sighs> Dang. First round? Really? Okay. A little bit of a disappointment. But, you know, it was kind of a grudge match. Baltimore, you know, the team we beat last year, they came back and they were like, A.O., fuck you, Tennessee. We want our shit back. And so, and so they beat us, right? Fair enough, fair enough. This year, 2021 season. And you're like, Aiden, it's, it's 2022. Well, a football season starts in fall. So the season started in fall 2021, and the postseason, or, or the playoffs, the road to the Super Bowl, if you will, that is a January to February thing. So even though we are in 2022, the 2022 season does not start until fall. This is the end of the 2021 season, which is why I had to, you know, make the correction earlier of 2008 or 9, because I don't exactly remember what year the season started on, that general time period. Okay, 2021 season, the current NFL season. Are we going to get back, right? Are we finally going to gonna do something? Because last year was a bit of a disappointment, right? We get to the divisional round and we lose immediately. This year, everything's working. And not only is it working, it's working well. Like, too well. We are the number one seed in the conference. What does that mean? Okay, so if there's 32 total teams in the National Football League, those 32 teams are broken up into two conferences, basically. Right, So picture two conferences of, of 16 teams. And when the, when the playoffs come around, the, the postseason tournament, if you will, they're ranked from best to worst. To basically be ranked number one in your conference, you are the best of those 16 teams. You're the best of everyone in the conference. So when the, the, the postseason tournament comes around, you're the team to, to look out for. You're the big shit, right? You get to play all your games at home. You get a week of rest. Like, you get a ton of advantages. So it's a great place to be in. And keep in mind, we have not been the number one seed, again, since that, like, 2008, 2009 season. So it's been a, been a long-ass time, long-ass time. So today was the day when the Titans, the number one seed, 
finally got their first playoff game against the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, a team who up until this point hadn't done shit for over a decade, right? They got a quarterback named Joe Burrow, I guess, you know, whatever, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And they fucking lose. The Titans lose to the Bengals, bro. Who? Who asked? I don't, I don't fucking know. There's a tight game, pretty much a defensive bout back and forth, but uh, we ended up losing to a last-second field goal. And, man, what a gut punch. Like, the past week, I had been anticipating the matchup. That's how you know I'm real down bad. Like, I'm looking up previews, you know? I'm, I'm to the point where I'm looking up gambling lines. I'm to the point where I'm looking at sports commentators and what their take is, even though they don't know shit. You know, I'm trying to get all the inside information to feel as confident as possible going in that we are going to win. And there were doubters. You know, there was doubters, but we're the number one seed. You know, is Cincinnati really going to come in here and beat us in Nashville in front of everybody? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, just wanted to get that off my <laughs> my back, get that off my head, because uh, that was frustrating. It was angry, anger-inducing. I don't know what you would call it. Point is, I'm disappointed. It's, it's nobody's fault. Well, you know, Titans could have played better. But I'm, but I'm referring to the audience. There's nobody in the audience whose fault this is. It's just I I put too much stock into it and had to come back down to earth by uh, playing a game of Uno with Ethan, which I also then lost. Kind of a coincidence now that I think about it. But uh, Uno is much more fun because, you know, you can't be disappointed by Uno. Before we move on to the next topic, I guess I should mention that, yes, I do still root for the Eagles. I talked about them on a previous episode of Aiden on Anchor, or if not there, definitely on Twitter and live stream. They are my other favorite team. Wow, Aiden, how many favorite teams do you have? Just those two, I promise. Uh, they're in two different conferences, so they're easy to root for because they don't compete with each other. But the thing about the Eagles, though, is back in 2017, they finally won a Super Bowl. They did it. They made it to the mountaintop. After all these years of struggling, they finally won. And while I still like them and still root for them, they did it. Missions accomplished. So now I kind of turned my focus a little bit more over toward the Titans, especially after that 2019 season where it felt like they could go all the way. And now I'd have both of my favorite teams win it. But oh well, I guess it, not every year you can win and, and be a champion. But I figured I should mention that. Yes, I do still root for the Eagles. No, I don't have any other favorite teams. No, I don't be bandwagoning on, on popular teams. It's, it's just those two. But uh, yeah. Next topic. Let's talk about the EP I made, The Battle of Naboo. Aiden, why the fuck? Do you have an EP named The Battle of Naboo? Well, the way my comedy music works, which, by the way, uh, Bandcamp, that's where all my music is at. Search Blue Catch Productions. I got a shit ton of albums, bro. There is not a lack of music. There is 13 projects you can listen to, including a greatest hits. So if you're like, I don't know with which one to start with, the greatest hits. That's the one to start with. If you find something you like there, then you can go and check out the other albums where, where that song came from. And then you maybe enjoy the rest of them. But general rule of thumb is the later stuff is, is better than the older stuff. I started back in 2019 on a Blue Yeti mic, not really knowing how to make songs or like sing 
So it's been a gradual improvement. So the later stuff, like pretty much you can go from like Halifax explosion to battle of Naboo and anything in that general area is, is probably worthwhile if you want to listen to a, a newer record. But the thing that I do with all the comedy albums is that I name them after either a war or basically a, a natural disaster uh, of sorts. Cause then it's like, Oh, haha! It's it's funny because the music is a, is a disaster. You know, that's kind of the the joke. <laughs> so I try to name them after wars or conflicts or stuff like that. So the first album was the Mexican Revolution of 1910. It's a real thing. You can look it up. Uh, second one's the Gulf War. You know, classic. Third one's a bit of a weird one. The Mataram Conquest of Surabaya. Badass name, uh, but apparently an actual event. Then the Aden Emergency, referring to, I believe, the Gulf of uh, Aden in, in Yemen. Uh, World War One, Great Molasses Flood, all this sort of stuff. So usually I try to keep it into uh, real-life disasters and wars. But Zach suggested, yo, what if you <laughs> name one the Battle of Naboo? Which is technically a war and also technically a disaster because it do be coming from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, a film that by all accounts is a disaster. I will maintain that it is a very funny film and even has some good moments, potentially. Look, I think it I think it could be the best prequel, honestly. I didn't used to feel that way. I used to be like, oh, Revenge of the Sith, the best one. But the older I get, the more I'm like, hey, yo, fuck it. They're all bad. Why not just pick the funny one? And that's Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is the funny one. You know, Attack of the Clones is just boring and bad. Phantom Menace at least, like, has some funny choices. Choices that were clearly not the right decision. I would never call it a good movie. <laughs> but still, a very funny one. So uh, I liked I liked the album. Yeah, album name. I like the suggestion. So I went ahead and uh, put together a little cover that I unfortunately cannot show you because it is, in fact, a podcast. Uh, but that's why you should check it out because it's got that lovely cover as well as eight new tracks including riding around singing in the shower return of the king blue steve the snowman i'm still here waffle establishment and inside so those are the the track names if you want to know what my favorites are in case you want to listen to just a song or so uh, my top two are singing in the shower and waffle establishment i dare not spoil what the songs are about because that's you know kind of the appeal of comedy music you're not supposed to know the joke right away i mean you can get you can get some hints you can get some hints but i'm, I'm dare not ruin the joke for you uh, but those two are the are the best sounding ones i think and then in terms of like the one of the more serious ones uh inside the closer i'm, I'm really proud of as well but uh yeah give it a listen i enjoy doing comedy music i feel the need to bring it up every time i, I put out a new one because uh, basically, it's just me, Zach, and Jay, and Parker listening to these. Like, nobody else seems to, to listen to them. And I get why. Because, like, if one of my favorite content creators just decided to start putting out 13 albums of comedy music, I, too, would feel a little freaked out by that. I'd be like, wow, that's really weird. Why are you doing that? That sounds kind of cringy. And some of them are cringy. You know, I'm not going to lie. Some of these albums and some of these songs are indeed cringy. Uh, but it's a passion of mine, man. I, I don't know what else to say other than that. I'm clearly not going to be a, 
a musical star or an artist. This isn't going to be like a, a full-time thing I ever do, but it's so much fucking fun. And I uh, love improving at it, you know? I, I'm, I'm a creative person, first and foremost. So, like, the more creative pies I can stick my finger into and learn new skills and get better at those skills, like, the more the merrier. Because, like, this, this process of finding a beat, writing lyrics, doing vocals, adding backing, you know? Adding backing to a song is, like, one of the most fun creative experiences that you can have. Because you're just essentially making harmonies and stuff. Uh, and I don't claim to know nearly enough about what makes a good song. I, I, I don't even like have a an audio uh, workstation or whatever, or DAW. I, I just basically open up my video editor <laughs> and then record a shit ton of audio and then move the layers around. I'm doing it a real hard-ass way. Uh but I, but I recommend it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Give it a listen. The Battle of Naboo. It's based. I think you should give it a whirl. And uh, let me know what you think about it if you decide to listen to it. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Anyway, the MCU. Phase one. I finally finished it with my friend Zach. We ended up watching Captain America, the first Avenger, and the 2012 big historical blockbuster, The Avengers. Wow. And what did I think of the MCU phase one as a whole? Well, I'll tell you. So to start off with, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie, in, in my opinion, anyway. Like, there's always at least one MCU movie that I feel like people kind of have a guilty pleasure for, at least. I don't, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but I feel like there's one movie in the Marvel catalog that by all accounts is not all that great, but you personally fuck with it. I think that's the case with, with me and Captain America, the first Avenger. And that makes sense, right? Because there's like almost 30 of these damn movies. One of them is bound to resonate with you more than the others. Uh, and I think for me, it's just because I love origin stories, man. I've talked about it so many times. But like, if you want me to fuck with your superhero movie, make a good origin story. Not just for, like, the superhero, but for the motherfucking character. I think the reason Captain America First Avenger lands for me is we spend so much time with Steve Rogers. He's scrawny. He's a dork. He can't get no bitches. He down bad. He's down hilariously bad, but he doesn't care. You know, I know why I didn't care because he's going to join the army, baby. He's going to serve his country. And this was back when serving your country was cool and not like a war crime. Kind of fucked up that we've gotten to that point. But, you know, simpler times, simpler times. You know, I, I understand Steve's plight here. He tries to join the army, but he can't because he's got like 18,000 different medical conditions because he's basically a, a sack of fucking bones walking around like, I'm Steve Rogers, uh, help me, do. But then, right, because of his heart, because of his ideals, he runs across a scientist. He's like, yo, I'm working on a little super soldier serum. So, like, I'll give it to you. But the one catch is you got to be yourself. You got to be true heart, baby. Can you do that? And, of course, we're like, yes. Let Steve go. Let him go to the army. Let him get the super soldier serum. He's based. He deserves it. And Steve's like, oh, but I don't know if I'd be a good fit or whatever. You know, he's got some, got some confidence issues. And then they load him up 
with a super serum. He comes back looking like motherfucking Hunkylees with a six-pack, got some ripped-ass arms, bro. You know the middle-aged wine moms in the theater must have been fucking oogling at Captain America, eyes open, going boing-oing-oing. Whoa, dude, Captain America, damn he bad. And, uh, you know, for, for a guy, he uh, do be looking kind of fine. Do be looking kind of fine. I wouldn't say he the the most fuckable Avenger, at least of, of the male cast. But uh, that's a different topic altogether. Let me know if you want that in our anchor episode of ranking the MCU characters by fuckability. You think that's a bit, but I'll do it if somebody asks. <laughs> I'm, I'm unhinged, baby. Just... Uh, let me know. Let me know if you think that'd be a good episode. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that's what makes Captain America so good is like the setup. You know, the, the the time that we spend with Steve Rogers before he ever puts on the mask, before he ever becomes Captain America, just makes him a relatable character to watch, makes him an endearing character to watch. You know, part of the problem I, I had with Thor is like I couldn't really form an attachment to him because he's already a fucking god and a bloodthirsty asshole at that and his change from that into like oh i'm a good guy now feels kind of unearned whereas here you know steve is just a regular dude and that transformation from that to captain america feels believable because it's still the the same person inside and uh Watching Steve getting tested over and over again, like either in the army or, or later in the film when he proves that over and over again. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just feels good. I will say there is some dumb shit. Red Skull, pretty pretty dumb villain. You know, I can't say I'd be thinking a whole lot about, about Red Skull. Can't say I'd be thinking a lot about all his like sci-fi goons shooting blue alien lasers at people in a, in a World War II movie. Kind of weird can't say i'd be thinking a lot about like a lot of the action toward the end but like it starts strong and it ends really strong that whole final scene with with nick fury and and cap waking up 70 years in the future and he's like i had a date and it cuts to black Ooh, good lord that shit hit way the fuck too hard it's basically like one of the most rawest moments I think of the MCU so much so that it like when Avengers Endgame finally rolls around, that's the note that it brings you back to. So like they knew what the fuck they were doing. Like all these Marvel movies later in phase three and the final thing they have to end with on Avengers Endgame, like fucking biggest selling movie of all time. I think it got beat by Avatar or some shit, but that's what they end on is, is wrapping up the, the ending in, in Captain America First Avenger, which is insane. The fact that that's a callback is really cool. Anyway, four stars, eight out of ten. Has some issues. Fantastic ending, though, and a fantastic opening as well. As for my thoughts on the Avengers, uh, it's fine. I guess I should clarify and say that I did not watch the Avengers when it came out. I didn't watch any of these Marvel movies when it came out. The first one I saw in theaters was Avengers Age of Ultron. And I was really confused. And then I rewatched the movie later and found out it was bad and cringe. So that's unfortunate. So I kind of missed out on like the, the hype for Avengers 1. I do remember being on a field trip, I think in student council, and being in a mall. And some friends 
like went to go see Avengers in the mall theater, like during the fucking field trip. I don't know how they did that because like we weren't there for that long. So how could you have watched a two hour fucking movie? Maybe we were, maybe we were there for that long. Wow. Imagine going to see Avengers on a, <laughs> on a school field trip of all things. That's insane. So I had the opportunity, you know, I had the opportunity to go see it, but I wanted to fucking, I don't know, eat Chick-fil-A and vibe, I guess probably the right call at the time. Uh, so I never got to see it when it came out. I, I rewatched it. Or rather, rather I watched it for the first time a couple of years ago and thought it was okay. And I still think it's okay. Uh, the thing with Avengers is it's so clearly an event movie. It's a spectacle, right? The whole reason you're coming to watch this is you want to see all the heroes team up and talk to each other and fight in these big battles and all that sort of stuff. But the thing is, like, it's clearly been outdone bigger and better in, in later films. Like, we have Infinity War and Endgame, and even Civil War has a lot of that appeal as well. That, like, the regular first-ass Avengers don't really hit as much. And I know some people would be like, well, you can't compare Infinity War to Avengers. There's so many years have passed, and there's all these different characters and stuff. And it's like, if what I get out of these Avengers movies is spectacle, which I do, then Infinity War has more of what I like in terms of big Marvel spectacle event movie pizzazz then I feel like that comparison is valid. So I, I like Infinity War more. It'd be different, you know, if I compared Avengers to, like, Captain America because those are two different movies, right? Captain America is about the character. It's about that deep dive. It's not an event movie. They're offering two different things. But for, like, Avengers, you know, there's just a lot more of these out now. And I don't feel like this one does anything particularly special, like a good... 80% of it, especially toward the end, is literally just action. Fighting Chitari, little portal in the sky, shit that I've complained about in a thousand superhero movies. It's not the worst version of it, but like it sucks as a trope then, and it sucks as a trope now. Uh, also, I think Josh Whedon like, just has horrendous dialogue. I have fallen off this man so hard ever since fucking Justice League and watching the Snyder Cut, and seeing how much of that original movie Mr. Josh Whedon ruined for no fucking reason. <sighs> that and, like, Age of Ultron being as bad as it is. Like, I just I just don't want to watch anything Josh Whedon-related anymore. I think this is his best, you know, Marvel movie, but, uh, you know, the, the Russos clearly did a clearly did a better, better job. So, I don't hate Avengers. I just think it's been outclassed. I think it's been done bigger and, and better uh but the stuff that's here is fun i like tony and captain america talking to each other it's cool watching nick fury form the avengers initiative it's cool seeing loki be a villain they set up thanos and shit motherfucking black widow and hawkeye get to talking and almost be fucking several times you know they're they're clearly trying to form a romance there i see you too you don't think i notice you out here oh like hawkeye man You've been mind-controlled. Let me take you back to my special room and, and give you my, my mind-control serum. Let me help you out, Hawkeye. Let me let me feel your arms and, and make sure they feel like, damn, get back. Save some for me. Hello? 
Scarlett Johansson, I, I swear to God, like for her alone, make this movie pretty high at the very least. Uh, it'd be showing a couple of shots of like just her ass, basically. And again, this this Josh Whedon being cringe, but sometimes, sometimes, the the, the cringe is appreciated. I'm gonna give it three and a half stars, seven out of ten. And with that, we have ended the MCU Phase One. What are my ranking of the first Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase? The way I see it, from best to worst, you have Iron Man One. Captain America, the first Avenger, then Avengers, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Incredible Hulk, with basically uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and Avengers being the three good ones, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Incredible Hulk being the, the three bad ones. So that's how I would rank them. Let me know what your ranking is, and I'll go ahead and make this promise. When me and Zach are done watching Phase 2, I'll come back and talk about those movies, and give them a ranking. I, I'm going to try not to do <laughs> MCU shit every episode. I know I made a joke earlier, but uh, I'm going to wait till I actually finish the phases. How about that? I'll make that promise. When I actually finish the phases, then I'll talk about it, instead of just padding out every episode with the, with the movie review. But yeah, that's basically what I did this week. And with that, we have finished A Non-Anchor for the month of January. Hope you've enjoyed all the episodes want to make this podcast consistent as always. And the best way to do that is to support me on Patreon. You can suggest a topic if you want, or you can just donate money. There's a little support button on Anchor. You can just give me money on Anchor if you want. I'll also let you uh, suggest a topic if you want. So, yeah, let me know if you have any ideas. I'd love to do whatever people want to hear. Shout out to Jay the Zoomster and Zack Snyder for supporting the podcast as always. And uh, with all that being said, I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing out.